Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast, where today we're going to talk about that Illinois versus Indiana game that was a tough loss for Illinois. We're going to talk about that, talk about the catch that was not a catch, apparently. So we're back to the old conversation of what is a catch and kind of led to what all LINI fans are thinking right now. So we're going to do our Illinois versus Indiana recap uh, from that game. Uh, make sure you guys are hitting the like button, subscribe button on the YouTube channel, follow and rate it on Apple and iTunes. Hope goes a long way. Follow me at coach underscore Steve 72 on Twitter. Uh, send a message. If you want to be on the podcast, all that good stuff, leave a comment in the comment section down below. Check out the belly up media network at bellyupsports.com. Check out all the podcast blogs and everything there. Not just sports related, a um, bunch of other things there. Again, that's belly up sports com to check out the belly up media network so college football you know was back in full swing we had week one week zero and then we've gotten to week one now uh big 10 games that happened you know penn state played purdue and everything it's been pretty exciting on that thursday night and then friday night a game that everybody could watch was illinois versus indiana unless you were a high school football coach so i got to catch some of it later on and then got to watch the first half again last night and this morning to really look at what was going on in the game. And so we're going to go over Illinois losing a tough one to Indiana, you know, 23 to 20. Uh, Illinois, Indiana came down late and scored on Illinois to make it 23-20 after the extra point. And Illinois only had around 23 seconds, I believe, to try to march down the field and at least kick a field goal to tie and try to win it in overtime. So in the back of your mind, you were thinking another nine overtime. But um, a lot of things happened in this game that led to Illinois losing. Illinois showed a lot of good things. They ran the ball well. Uh, then there's times they didn't run the ball well. But when they needed to run the ball well, they did. Um, we went last week against Wyoming and not had a sack on Tommy DeVito. And he got hit a lot today. But he, he showed at times where he could move around the pocket. Uh, defensively. They did as best as they could do. They just allowed certain catches to happen. And then at the end, people are really blaming them at the end, saying you have to stop people. And my big bugaboo with that is you hold a team to 16 points, you're doing a good job. You know, holding them to 16 points puts you in a position to win the game. So that shows that the offensive side 
didn't probably make enough plays, but they're both going to take equal blame. And this is not me criticizing coaches or anything. Like I said, I've had been very fortunate to talk to some, but we'll talk about all that stuff because Illinois fans all over have different thoughts and, and it's going everywhere. Saying Indiana's not a good team and everything. And I'm not saying they're this top of the tier Ohio State level team. They have a new transfer quarterback in from Missouri that got the start. You have young receivers. They just started to get in a rhythm. It's a new quarterback, new receivers. You're trying to get in a rhythm in spring and summer. And if you're using all these different quarterbacks, they're flip-flopping too to try to figure who's going to be your starter. It's hard to get a rhythm. And Illinois saw them getting a rhythm in full time. But Illinois had more yards. The defense played as good as it could. Like I said, you hold them to 16 points, and at the end, you're supposed to hold them at the very end. But that's it's a lot asking for your defense. And, you know, I think some of the wide receiver stuff was starting to haunt Illinois a little bit. But I think some were starting to play a lot better. And I said that going into this game. I said that going into the season. Your The, the quote-unquote question marks are going to be who's going to be the wide receivers to go to when it's third and five, when it's all that stuff. How is the young offensive line going to start to emerge? And, you know, Indiana did a lot of stunts up front against a younger offensive line. They did this and then that, but they adjusted well to start picking them up at the beginning. Um, they started doing all those things. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, as an offensive lineman, you're, you're so used to doing things one way. When things go bad, you go back to that muscle memory of what you normally do and everything. So that's kind of what was going on with Illinois and Indiana having Tom Allen, people are saying Indiana's not a good team, and there might be some points to that with playing experience and everything, but their defense is old, older in college football. You have a quarterback that played in the SEC, and then Tom Allen is a defensive coach. He took over play-calling duties, so he was able to do different things up front and really focus on that side of the ball, and he's a motivator. So even though they may not have right now, and this is no offense to them, like again, top tier Ohio State, Michigan type talent. When a coach is motivating and motivating and they get they play hard for him, you can call any play you want. You could go to the sideline and say, hey, run peanut butter and jelly. And they may not, and they'll go out there and do it, you know. So that's what Tom Allen brings to the table at Indiana. And it kind of showed last night that he was able to get them ready. Not saying that Coach Beal and them did not get them ready, they had them ready. But people saying that Indiana's not this great team. Okay, but they also have a coach that's going to motivate them and get them ready ready to go. And when we look at the overall stat lines here, um, Illinois, quote-unquote, struggled on third down. They were 9 of 17. They tried two fourth downs and didn't get them one at the end. Um, total yards, Illinois had 451 yards of offense. Uh, Indiana had 362, but 330 came through the air. So Illinois allowed a lot of passing, but it was that bend, don't break. And people were like, well, they broke at the end. But again, um, their defense stepped up in the second half. Indiana scored 13 in the second quarter. They didn't score again until the fourth quarter, and they only had three in the first. So they had those that rhythm getting going between Bazelic, I can never say his name, right getting into that rhythm in the second quarter and then started taking away. So Coach Walters did what he needed to do. And having 16 points in that fourth quarter, and they didn't score until the very end. So holding them to that puts you in a position to win. And I want people to remember that. Don't, you know, they're going to think about they broke at the end or they did this, they did that. Think about that where your defense in the Big Ten, in college football, Division One, 
you're holding a team to 16 points. The offense then needs to try to return the favor, and this has been kind of a story with Illinois back and forth because um, they only gave up 32 rushing yards, so that's, that's pretty good. Illinois was very balanced. They had 235 passing yards and 216 rushing yards, so you're looking at this going, hmm, Illinois probably should have won. Illinois ran the ball way more, 54 attempts to 26 attempts for Indiana. Illinois had way more penalties. They had eight penalties for 81 yards. Where Illinois really hurt themselves was turnovers. They fumbled the ball three times. You know, receivers catching ball in the game popped out. Running back popped out um, and threw an interception. Illinois had the ball for 36 minutes and 33 seconds compared to Indiana with 23 minutes and 27 seconds. So when you look out on paper, Illinois should have probably won this game. Tommy DeVito, um, 21 of 35, 235 yards. He had the interception and two touchdowns. Uh, Chase Brown was a beast, got the ball 36 times. This is the type of ball that Coach Bielman wants to do. Had 199 rush yards. Tommy DeVito um, had 13 rushing yards. So Chase Brown ran the ball like a madman, ran it pretty well. Isaiah Williams receiving stepped up to be start to be the guy at 112 yards. Now, some of those were the shuffle passes when you do the little toss. That's considered a pass, but still, he had a touchdown. Hightower had four catches for 43 yards, 10.8 yards per completion, had a touchdown. She had a second one, and we'll get to that. That pisses Illini Nation off. Um, Pat Bryant, 43 yards. Ram 16 yards. Luke Ford, four yards, but he also had that fumble. Um, Tommy DeVito fumbled the ball. Luke Ford had the fumble. Chase Brown fumbled it. Um, you know, so it's just, it was back and forth. And Illinois has four turnovers. It's hard to win a game that way. Indiana's quarterback, 28-52, 330 yards, one touchdown to one interception. Um, running the ball, Sean Shivers had one rushing touchdown for only 28 yards rushing. But here's where the receivers start to really get in rhythm. Illinois gave up some big pass plays over the top or crossing routes underneath and, and didn't tackle well at some points. But again, they were bending a little bit, but still held them to 16 points, even 23 points. Um, Cam Camper had 156 yards receiving. DJ Matthews had 109 and so we allowed two guys to really open up. They started to get that rhythm in real time, and Illinois had to be, like, the first test with that. And they got to see that, got to see everything kind of unfold to what Indiana's going to be. Big passing attack, trying to run the football here and there, but passing it a lot with the type of quarterback they have and the receivers. And so that's what Indiana's going to be built on. Um, Indiana's not a bad team. I know the over-under for them was four. But Indiana is not a quote-unquote horrible, horrible team. And I said that coming in that we really didn't know what to expect from them. This is Indiana's first game. This is Illinois' second game. Illinois showed a lot of improvement on offense. When they There's times they went really fast up-tempo and did good things. There's times where DeVito made some good throws. We had some good catches. Chase Brown, again, is a beast. But to give him the ball 36 times, we need some other running backs to step up to carry the load. Um, Tommy DeVito is going to have to start running the football a little bit. Receivers are going to have to step up. It can't all be Isaiah Williams. We need a couple guys that are going to do to, to really do some things. Um, Isaiah Williams motioning should be able to suck up some defenders to open up other guys over the top and doing other routes. And that's when he's happened. Defensively, Illinois, I mean, just like in college football, in, in, in Alabama does it. 
they're going to bend a little bit. They're going to do some things. Yeah, they gave up a big play, and then they held them pretty good, and they gave up another play, but they're able to fix it. Coach Walters made those adjustments, and that's why Indiana scored 16 in the first half and then only scored seven at the very end. The defense was on the field a ton. Even though Indiana only had the ball for 23 minutes, it was overall cumulatively they were on the field. And they're on the field trying to drop pass protection, pass protection, pass protection. Indiana started to really keep in six guys to block. Their offensive line really started to get some momentum and play strong. Indiana's strength and conditioning staff is pretty good. So those were all the type of things we did. So I don't want to hear any more that defense should have stopped them. Defense should have stopped them. You're right. But defense was doing their job. And I'm not going to speak for the Illinois coaches because we're not in those meeting rooms. We're not doing anything else. Illinois had a game plan. They are going to run the football. The wide zone looked great. Their counters, Indiana started doing a good job of crashing in on the counters. Pin and pulls got them some big runs. Duo inside zone. They ran the duo play. To me, what it looked like. Then they also ran some inside zone. Chase Brown read it really well. But then Indiana started to tackle really well. And again, Chase Brown's the guy. Isaiah Williams could be the guy. But what happens when they start tackling really well? What happens when they start bringing a backer off the edge when he, when Isaiah motions and they get him? You start, you're going to need a tight end to step up at some point. Hightower's going to really start, I think, to get better and make plays. So he's going to probably have to be the wide receiver to step up. But that's what I said about this offense. Now we have a quarterback that can move. We have a quarterback that can throw it better than what we've had in the last couple of years. And now we have a running back that can really run downhill and really suck up a defense. Then you've got the speediness and Isaiah Williams to do some things. But we need one or two other wide receivers to step up. We need another running back to step up so that Chase Brown's not going to have these tired legs. I'm not, you know, I think he's in great shape to do that. But the way he ran the ball last year and it's going to have to do it this year, he's going to need those fresh legs. And so Illinois is going to have to address those things. And I'm not speaking for Coach Bielma. I'm not speaking for Coach Mill and anything else. The O-line is going to continue to get better. They did a lot of good things. Some things that they probably made mistakes on are because they're younger. It's younger mistakes that they're making. This isn't that offense line last year that even though they would revert back to what they were recruited to run and not exactly what Coach Bielman wants them to do and Coach Miller wants them to do, they fall back to that muscle memory. And like when things go wrong, this is how they know things. They are going to develop them. They're going to get better as the year goes on, so we don't need to worry about that. But you saw younger mistakes being made, but they adjusted and they did better. Um, You know, Illinois, seven points in the first quarter, three in the second, seven in the third, third in the fourth. They they just they just left points on the board at times. They didn't convert when they needed to. Uh, time to do they get sacked more this time than he did last time. Um, so all those things and Indiana just had a lot of energy. And Coach Bielma and all of them on the sideline try to get the team energy. But sometimes that falls on the players to to just kind of step up and say this team has a lot of energy. We need to step up and do the same. And then people are really complaining. I don't know why this wasn't a catch. This is going to go back now. The team's not going to blame this part on the loss, but it, this catch by Hightower was a catch. The guys in the booth, your review guy for the rules up in the booth, said this was a catch. The refs on the sideline said it was a touchdown. I don't know if anybody there saw where it said incomplete. Then they said rule on the field stands incomplete. Well, you said touchdown. So they're lucky Coach Mueller didn't just lose everything on these guys. Um, so I'm going to show it on the screen. You guys let me know 
watching the video if this is a catch or not. Because he goes up high, pulls it away from the defender, elbows underneath, he's on the ground, has it, has it, has it, he's touched around, touched the ground, touched the ground. Then when he stands up, the ball starts, he's already caught it, then stands up right there and it comes out. But it's already a catch. He has it, elbows hit the ground, knees hitting the ground, face mask hit the ground. Like, I don't know why this wasn't a catch. And I know we're in a ref shortage. I know college football is feeling the effects of refs. NFL is slowly starting to do it. High school especially is feeling that the refs. We have to be nice to the refs. I understand that. But when you've got instant replay, it's one thing to start to get mad at a coach, especially high school, when it's real time and everything's going really fast. You don't have instant replay. They're not allowed to look at huddle sideline and, like, assess what what it was. Like, we had a situation where a guy got tackled on a certain yard there was a penalty on us, but then the other team declined the penalty, so the ball should be at that spot, but they had moved us three yards, four yards back, and we had it on film to show them, and they didn't want to move it back. This is ridiculous, especially when you've got instant replay. And the, this refing crew made a lot of other mistakes, but this one's going to stick out for a very long time to people. That catch, Illinois wins the game. But those coaches and players are not going to make that excuse for that so Illinois is just going to have to be more consistent on offense. Their defense is doing what they need to do. Coach Walters and Coach Bielma are doing a great job with it. You know, they gave up some big plays, and that will be addressed. They have a younger, you know, secondary and everything else, and they're going to rely on their front, um, you know, six to seven guys to really bring, you know, five to seven guys bring pressure and disrupt a lot of things. But I don't want to hear people saying that Indiana was this horrible team. They're not a horrible team. Um, they have high energy. They they're gonna get. They get started getting a rhythm. It, it's gonna similar ish to what we saw during the COVID year. I think with Indiana because again we hadn't seen them play. They had a bunch of transfers come in, so we got to see them firsthand of what that could look like, and that's what it's gonna look like. And I'm not saying they're gonna go on that magical run again, but I think they will be tough. They tackled really tough, um, and I think it's a wake up call for Illinois because it's similar to last year, kind of. You had the big win over Nebraska, and then we kind of had a let. We had a big letdown to UTSA, and then Virginia, big, you know, debacle there. And so Illinois started off rough with Wyoming, but then got a big win, and then this one, it's similar, you know, to way it was going. And you know, the defense did what it needed to do, and I'm sure they're going to say the offense has to step up and finish drives and finish plays, and that's going to be addressed. The defensive stuff's going to be addressed, not giving up those plays. And so things are going to get fixed, and they're going to be fixed better this year than they were last year. Um, so we just didn't step up and did, didn't do the plays they needed to do, and it's going to be addressed. It's going to be fixed. We have to understand we have some veteran spots. Tommy DeVito, even though he played Syracuse, still new, uh, and new offensive linemen, new defensive backs, and um, they're going to make adjustments and tweaks, and we have to trust that, and we can't hit the panic button yet. So, yeah, it's frustrating loss and everything but it, we don't want to hit the panic button yet so um illinois will turn it back and compete and do things they have a tough schedule you know a couple of tough games coming up and th- i think they can turn around but there are some things they're going to have to address and figure out how to overcome those weaknesses quote unquote if you want to call it that in 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 their offense and they'll fix the things on their defense so Frustrating loss for Illinois. They could be easily, not easily, I guess, but they could be 2-0 right now and really focus on getting to four wins. And, you know, we don't want to see the same 
trajectory as last year, you know, where they were literally a couple plays away from winning six, seven, eight games and going to a bowl game and having this riding this real high. So we don't want to see that. So hopefully they'll get they'll figure it out from you know happened last year and see what's happening this year and fix that. Um, and I think they will. Um, that wraps up talking about Illinois versus Indiana to end this. Going into college football today, um, I posted my picks. I'm not going to pick through every single game, just the ones that look interesting to me. Um, and the picks that I'm going to say is I'm going to, and it's just different ones. I have Arkansas, the money line. I'm going to pick them over at Cincinnati. I'm going to take Oregon versus Georgia plus 16 and a half. So I think Georgia will, or Oregon will cover that. Notre Dame versus Ohio State. I think Notre Dame will cover. Um, and I'm getting this all off of FanDuel um, at plus 15 and a half. I know it keeps going back and forth. It's 15 and a half, 17 and a half. Notre Dame will cover it plus 15 and a half. LSU versus Florida State is minus three and a half. I think LSU will cover the minus three and a half. Then Utah versus Florida, Utah minus one and a half. I think Utah will cover that one, but that's going to be an exciting game. So those are kind of my picks. I'll try to keep. I'll keep track of the record, and it's just going to be over. It's not. Sometimes it's just going to be straight teams over the wins. Sometimes it's going to be those type of things. So those are that for this college football, and then we'll try to have another episode talking about big games that happen in college football and discuss all of those. And then we'll continue to go on our Illinois route and talk about them. So thank you guys for watching and or listening. Please hit the like and subscribe button again. Follow Rated on iTunes and Apple. Follow me at Coach underscore Steve 72. Um, all that good stuff. Please check out all the affiliates in the description below. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. Uh, thank you guys for watching and or listening. Illinois will be fine. And we will see you next time. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.